0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 3 of the Bacon McKenzie podcast series with ASEAN Forces. Today, we are pleased to have Mr. Iskandar Ismail, the Chief Executive of the Malaysia Competition Commission. Iskandar was appointed as the Chief Executive Officer for MyCC on 15 October 2018, after serving as the Director of Investigation and Enforcement Division for more than five years. Prior to joining MyCC, he was an Assistant Trial Attorney with the United Nations for the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda in Tanzania for eight years. He is currently listed in the Justice Rapid Response Expert roster a professional service provider to entities that had the jurisdiction or mandate to investigate fact find, or carry out inquiries whenever mass atrocities may have occurred. I have known Iskanda personally for a number of years now um, and mostly from my time at the CCCS. I have also had the pleasure of working with Iskanda during that time. It must be said that Iskanda has played a key role in taking MyCC to where it stands in the eyes of the global comp- competition community today, MyCC now has the reputation of being an active enforcer with a growing track record of cases. So it is with great pleasure today that I welcome Iskanda to Baker McKenzie's In the Know Regulators Podcast Series. Welcome, Iskanda. Thank you, uh, Hari. Thank you for having me also. All right then, Ms. Gamla. so let's start with the interview. Uh, our first question to you is this, what are some of the compet- competition enforcement highlights for MyCC in the year so far? Uh, Hari, um, for 2020 has been a
1: very busy year for MyCC. Despite the challenges that we are facing now, due to COVID-19 pandemic, we have achieved some uh, milestone in our enforcement activities. Uh, In 2020, we have issued uh, two proposed decisions and one final decision. All of them are related to cartel activities. Uh, the first one um, we issued in January 2020 is a proposed decision against uh, seven warehouse operators uh, for their cattle activities uh, with regards to price fixing of surcharges on long-length handling and heavy lift handling services at the port. Uh, the second one and uh, two months ago we issued a proposed decision against langkawi uh, ro-ro operators uh, roll on roll of uh, ferry operators based in Kuala Perlis um, is a is a small town um, in perlis the, the most northern state of uh, malaysia and uh, we have issued a decision proposed decision against five companies for their involvement in cattle Um, We are still waiting for their return and uh, written representation and we expect that the oral representation uh, session will take place by second quarter of next year. And last but not least, uh, after five years, we have finally issued a final decision against General Insurance Association of Malaysia, or in short, they call it PIAM, PIAM, and it's 22 members. The 22 members are uh, AIA Berhad, AIG Malaysia Insurance Berhad, Allianz General Insurance Company Malaysia Berhad, M General Insurance Berhad, AXA Afin General Insurance Berhad, Berjaya Sompo Insurance Berhad, Sap Insurance Malaysia Berhad, Etika General Insurance Berhad, Liberty Insurance Berhad, Loan Pack Insurance Berhad, MSIG Insurance Berhad. I think I have mentioned around uh, 13 of them. Uh, I think um, that's enough. But the thing is, uh, whosoever wants to see, wants to read the decision, uh, the final decision against Piam and its 22 members, they can go into our website. We issued the final decision on twenty-fifth September 2020. The parties were investigated in relation to a cartel among insurance companies to fix part rate discount and labor rates. The investigation uh, started in 2015. Um, we have decided that they have infringed Section 4 of the Competition Act by participating in an agreement with regards to the market of parts, trades, and labour charges for Piam Approval Repairer scheme Workshop, whereby they have a fixed a discount of 25% for six model, 25% of. Part trade discount for six model models of vehicle namely Proton, Perodua, Nissan, Toyota, Honda and Naza Kia. Fifteen percent part uh, part trade discount for Proton BLM. There's one particular uh, type of um, vehicle manufactured by Proton and they have fixed. Thirty ringgit per hour for re- repair labor rates for the six type of uh, vehicles. This six model, the four, any type of car that carries the brand of Proton, Perodua, Nissan, Toyota, Honda, and Nasa Kia. They have fixed the labor rate uh, for repairs uh, at thirty ringgit per hour. Yeah, so we have. Imposes financial penalty to the enterprises ranging from 137,000 up to 24.7 million, amounting to an aggregate quantum of penalty of 130 million. Uh, however, in view of the pandemic, the Commission grants a uh, further reduction. The 130 million is after the reduction of 25%. The Commission also grants the party a moratorium a period for the payment of financial penalty up to six months and payment of the financial penalty by equity monthly installment for up to six months after the end of the moratorium period. So it's not only banks that give moratorium, to the to their consumer but also uh, the competition commission in Malaysia so at the same time we are handling many other activities um, we just completed uh, oral representation session for the grad case um, our first big rigging case and for our warehouse case that i mentioned just now we are also handling appeals, I think for a few years already, uh, uh, the appeals by Malaysia Alliance and A Asia against our cartel decision, and my EG services, Berhad is appealing against our decision for our decision against them for being an abusive monopoly player in the market. Uh, as for PM, uh, PM and the 22 members, they have they are all appealed uh, against our decision, and they applied also for a stay. Uh, interestingly. Uh, the Central Bank of Malaysia also appeal, you know, uh, has filed an appeal against our decision. I think by first quarter of
0: twenty twenty one, I think the Competition the Appeal Tribunal will hold a hearing for this. Thank you for that, Iskanda. It's it's interesting to then note that you know, um, with all the enforcement work that has been going on. Um, it is testament to the fact that in the eyes of the global competition community, um, Malaysia is viewed as, uh, the, or the MyCC is viewed as one of the more active enforcers in the ASEAN region. So um, that's good. And it's it's good to see this kind of work being done. So congratulations on that front. Um, but I also noticed that, you know, with the more active enforcement work thats um, that you've been doing, uh, this has also been tempered with Um, a a softer touch to enforcement in the sense that you've imposed a moratorium period and you've also, you know, looked at reducing financial penalties that have been imposed because of COVID. So this leads me to the next question, which is really this. um, How has the MyCC managed the disruptions caused by COVID-19 in terms of its enforcement work? Well, Hari, it's been challenging. Uh,
1: since march when the uh, government uh, imposed started to impose uh, partial lockdown uh, in uh, economic activities and also other activities uh, due to that movement control order there are there have been some limitation for my to carry out this operation including surveillance and non-rate. so um Somehow we managed to uh, continue with our surveillance, but for dawn rate we have to somehow reschedule all of them. So at the same time, we also adopted this uh, work from home policy in a rotation basis. Despite having this work from home policy, which I feel that you know some some of us are quite relieved in the sense that uh, the commission has introduced uh, this policy. Um It does not stop uh, our offices from carrying out uh, our enforcement work, and including other other work such as advocacy activities. We have also managed to complete our market review activities other kind of activities scheduled for this year. We have uh, rearranged on how we work. So we had to uh, make some improvement to our, what we call it, facilities, especially yeah? uh, because we need Zoom. We, we had to be familiar with Microsoft Teams, Google Meet. For some of us, it is still new. So um, for... S- statement taking session we have carried out but we chose the one that is uh, that we felt that easier for us to manage it but we observe our own uh, sop we developed it by integrating uh, the sop from the national security Council of uh, Malaysia and at, at our oral presentation session we have given the option to the parties to attend the session through uh, i mean online at the same time uh, physical so it is up to them uh, whether they want to appear online or be, pre- be present physically so same thing also to meetings with external parties but we have reduced Uh, Many of them uh, meetings because at some point of the lockdown, the partial lockdown or the movement control order since March there has been uh, changes of condition uh, for the movement control order. Uh, from March to June, it was totally prohibited to have meetings with external parties. But after June, the condition was uh, relaxed. So we managed to get some meetings with external parties. And then after that, in September, uh, the government reimposed. Uh, some uh, strict rules on meeting people so we had to reduce but at that point of time we are so comfortable with zoom meeting uh, online meetings and then um, somehow the the government have carried out some improvement to the infrastructure uh, in Malaysia with regards to uh, telecommunication and multimedia so I think um, everybody is okay now. I mean, we have uh, somehow acclimatized ourselves to the new
0: environment. That's interesting to notice, Kanda. Um, In fact, it's something we have observed in terms of the work that various competition authorities in the region have been um, carrying out over this uh, COVID-19 pandemic period. Um, It's Particularly hit the amount of investigations or the yeah, enforcement activity um, on ongoing cases amongst the competition authorities. But despite that, it's it's good to note that you know steps have been taken to push ahead with the enforcement work, um, even though uh, staff had to have to, had to work from home and get used to you know new um, IT technologies in order to move along work. But the, the interesting aspect that has come out of all of this is that competition authorities have found ways to um, push ahead with others the, the other aspects of their competition enforcement work which is the softer side of enforcement or aspects that feed um, enforcement and these are you know legislative reviews gu- a review of guidelines and also market studies and these are work that can be done despite officers having to work from home so really then <sighs> My my follow-on question would be this: If um, given the economic uncertainties brought about by COVID nineteen, how then does this impact my CC's enforcement priorities and its legislative amendment exercise, which we understand is ongoing um, in the next six to twelve months? Mm, well, Hari, as I said uh, earlier, it's
1: very challenging for us. Um, but we have reprioritized our work. Uh, we had to sit down and, and review all activities. Um, so since we have, I think for this year, we have managed to issue uh, a few decisions we have, uh, we have completed uh, oral representation sessions. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, issued new SOP with regards to uh, COVID-19 uh, so that we can carry uh, carry out our enforcement activities in you know, safe and sound. So what we're doing right now is that um, we are refocusing our energy and our resources towards the most pressing uh, issues which is bit rigging. Uh, we have realized that uh, bit rigging um, is one of the main cause to leakages in uh, our government procurement. So now um, we have started to investigate more than 600 companies Uh, that we suspect are involved in bid rigging it involves a thunder worth more than six billion ringgit of course due to the uh, movement control order we have uh, we were limited in many ways somehow uh, our team has uh, is quite creative and then uh, you know they managed to achieve uh some results in the investigation and some uh some of the efforts that we have carried out is that to secure first all the evidence that are related to to the investigation not through don rate, uh, but through other means. The, the second one is that we have engaged other enforcement authorities, such as um, the tax authority. Uh, we have also recently approached uh, uh, Malaysian Anti Corruption Commission. The purpose was that to to establish a smart partnership in carrying out the investigation. We hope it will bear fruit soon. For instance, um, MACC, Nation Anti-Corruption Agency of Malaysia, they are also have the same objective that they want to help the government in reducing leakages in government procurement. So basically our objective is the same. It's just the way how we want to address it Okay, because of different uh, powers and function. I think if we work together, I think we will have a more rounded uh, solution to all this. For our legislative amendment, we had plans for it to be tabled within this year, but of course, you know, uh, human beings can only plan. But in the end, I mean, um, it will be decided uh, by you know someone more powerful than us. But we have managed to make some inroads to the legislative uh, amendment exercise, we have uh, roped in some uh, experienced lawyers to help us uh, as our consultant and then we have uh, formed a special committee for this legislative amendment exercise. We are hoping to table the policy paper to our ministry by first quarter of 2021 and then uh, thereafter we will have uh, rounds of engagement with stakeholders and sector regulators to obtain further feedback on the legislative amendment exercise in summary um, our timeline for amendment exercise has been altered due to the impact of covid-19 pandemic but this won't stop us from you know going towards uh, the ultimate goal is that to have the law amended, uh, including introducing new powers to MyCC in relation to mergers and acquisitions.
0: Thank you, Iskanda. Um, it was a very candid sharing, and um, I must say that you know you um MyCC and um the way in which you have been um trying to engage with uh various stakeholders to combat public procurement or bid rigging in public procurement rather, um is is a very strong approach to take um, and it's good uh, my experience shows that it does bear fruit uh, by taking a whole of government approach to tackle bid rigging in public procurement uh, engaging with the various other government authorities will surely bear fruit uh, even if it takes some time this is something that will pan out because there is, as you have pointed out com- a common interest in ensuring that Public funds are not lost through bid rigging in, in public procurement. And by working together and being able to, you know, use the kind of information that the government agencies hold, um, it can provide the enforcement agent and enforcement agency like MyCC with um, an added benefit to access and, you know, secure a, not only a proposed decision, but even a final decision through the information and evidence that you will be able to obtain, so this is something that is uh, very commendable, and it's a it's a recognised approach to take in um, in fighting uh, bid rigging in, in public procurement. On yes. the legislative review exercise, it's it's a good initiative, particularly since myCC has now had the experience of um, a strong enforcement record behind or under its belt, and from you know the experiences gained through working on these cases. The observance of best practices across the world by various other competition authorities and how enforcement work work is carried out, how competition policy is applied within um, the economies of uh, the jurisdictions in which they operate. All of these learnings now will feed into your legislative review exercise and it will only serve to make for a more informed a comprehensive piece of competition legislation. And um, I'm sure uh, businesses, stakeholders look forward to seeing what the changes are. And also, you know, they will certainly welcome the the opportunity to uh, provide their views during a public consultation exercise, if there's one, and then see the final version that comes out um, or, you know, that's passed by parliament. So we all look forward to that. Um, but this brings me then to the next question, um, which is is really to touch on um, an aspect of work that I mentioned earlier, which is market review. And it's the softer side of um, enforcement. So firstly, congratulations on launching the market review under the Competition Act 2010 for the services sector in Malaysia, uh, touching on wholesale and retail for selected products. Um, in line with sections 12, Sorry, in line with Sections 11 and 12 of the Competition Act 2010. Um, And this was issued, the market reviews uh, was issued in August 2020. Uh, Could we hear a little bit more from you about the market review and, you know, some of the thoughts behind how this was launched and the outcome of the market review, please? Uh, um,
1: You know, Hari, to tell you frankly, I mean, we always aim high, but of course, um, due to challenges and other factors, uh, we can only achieve so much. Uh, but we are grateful that um, we can do works that we hopefully uh, that hopefully have impacts on uh, the economic growth of uh, in Malaysia. Yeah. Sometimes people see the competition commission as a commission, you know, that always only fines people, penalize people for their, their infringement or offense or whatnot. But uh, as you said, uh, there's a softer side of uh, competition commission. Okay. Um, one of them is through market review. We haven't uh, touched on policy advice and others, but market review. I mean, um, I, I must say it's one of the my most uh, favorite moments uh, when I'm in uh, my CC because um, you see, um, coming from the criminal side. I mean, I was in the prosecution before. Um, When I saw the impact of a market review, I can see that, you know, people can accept it easily because we support all the findings and recommendations with data, interviews, research, and, and, and other activities. So, when we launched our market review for service sector in Malaysia wholesale and retail for selected products, which was launched in August this year, um, the aim is to identify issues, challenges and, uh, you know, proposing recommendation on how to overcome market inefficiency, uh, which directly or indirectly affecting the the cost of living in Malaysia. (laughs) For your information, sector industry, service sector contributed uh, 56.7% of our GDP. From that 66, uh, 56.7%, uh, almost 30% comes from wholesale and retail trade industry. Yeah, you know, uh, Wholesale and retail, as you know, is a very competitive market. There are thousands of retailers. In fact, I can say that, uh, you know, there are more than, you know, hundreds of thousands of retailers out there. But wholesale is a bit, um, the numbers are there, but they are not so great as uh, retailers. There's a blessing in disguise guys in uh, what is happening here, uh, you know, and also all over the world. COVID-19 somehow pushed uh, the change in, in the behavior of the consumers, um, especially in Malaysia. Now, five out of ten Malaysians they prefer to shop online. Yeah, uh, shopping online gives them options, gives them a uh, competitive pricing, uh, and gives them uh, convenience. Yeah, our concern on the, the too many layers of middlemen somehow uh, assisted by the fact that online shopping is a favorite thing uh, for Malaysian right now. Uh, two days ago, uh, you know, uh, in Malaysia, I don't know about Singapore, we always have this, uh, what called call it, sale every month, online sale. Um, they call it 11-11 uh, sale or... In other words, 11 November and 12 December sale. So two days ago was that the readings on uh, online uh, shopping website uh, somehow rocketed uh, to a level that uh, showed that, you know, Malaysians still love um, uh, what got shopping online and there are more Malaysians joining the bandwagon. The four products that we look at, was processed food and beverages, household cleaning products, personal care products, and clothing. We counted uh, the expenses of every Malaysian on average for these four products. They spent around 20% of their money on these four products, yeah. Uh, This is excluding the fresh produce. We found a concern that Needed to be addressed by the government. Although Malaysian prefers now uh, shopping online, only seven percent of micro, small, and medium enterprises in Malaysia are ready to interact with their consumers. Only seven percent have the facilities to sell their products online, but the. Other ninety three percent. Somehow we found out they are not ready for some reasons. Fortunately, recently the government uh, came out with their budget for twenty twenty one. There were a slew of uh, incentive, support, grants, loans given by the government in the budget to help brick and mortars uh, traders to jump into online uh, trading. We put the emphasis on e-commerce since our previous, before this uh, before this uh, market review for service sector for wholesale and retail uh, industry, we have managed to issue another market review on food uh, sector. So one of our uh, recommendations to the government is that sell fresh produce online to eliminate the middlemen so that the consumers will get a better cho- a better choices and uh, at a very competitive prices. Yeah, At the same time, we wanted the government to streamline all the policies on uh, e-commerce, digital economy, fourth industrial relation, uh, uh, revolution into one big policy that can be a guide to everyone especially uh, especially to the authorities so somehow um, our plea somehow been heard and then um, the government recently have uh, introduced a new committee which is chaired by our prime minister they call it National Digital Economy and Fourth Industrial Revolution Council which going to streamline all the policies and SOPs with regards to all these digital economy activities into one, and so that it can be a guide for everyone, for the government ministries, for the traders, uh, for the industry, other industry players and whatnot, so that the economic growth will be in tandem with the changes of the consumer uh, behavior. So we also found out that the issues facing by the traders are high operation costs. This is normal for everyone. Um, So that's why we've been pushing for the e-commerce agenda. Yeah, you see, there are many. Uh, we found out that there are new trends right now. At the same time, um, if a new player wants to go into the market, okay, there's one group who will go straight to become an online trader. They won't open a shop, a brick mortar shop. Okay, they will just go online straight away. The second group is that they have brick, mortars, uh, brick and mortar trading place. They will also open an online platform to market their product and services. And the third group is that they will totally abandon their brick and mortars trading place and they will shift into online uh, platform to market their product and services. This is good development. In fact, excellent. Uh, We want to have that because the thing is, some traders, they have to come out from their comfort zone and try the new things. Kodak, last time they were afraid to change. Now, there are no more Kodak. Last time, Blockbuster, uh, I mean, they are afraid also to change. Uh, We can only see Netflix now. Who are more popular? I mean, I I I can I can sense that in every house now there's a Netflix account at a very cheap rate. The change must be uh, carried out so that the market will remain competitive. This is very important. You have to remember that ninety eight percent of businesses in Malaysia comprises of micro, small, and medium enterprises. They are the backbone of the economy. Although they contribute around around 30 to 35% uh, of the GDP of Malaysia, but because of the uh, the, the high number of businesses, amongst them, I mean, it's very important to keep them in the market. Hopefully, some of them will become big and can give different competition to the established players especially multinational companies uh, you know international platform uh, online platform uh, players such as lazada shopee uh, alibaba and whatnot we want also our local players to to grow and be part of the you know emerging um, economies that is being a subject of uh, of everyone's um, concern right now. I hope that uh, our market review can give some guidance, not just to the ministries but also to the traders and industry players up there. Uh, We have started another uh, market review, but this time we focus on uh, logistics at the port services and also car warranty issues we hope to complete it by april next year and it can become a stimulus or something like um, it can help the government to uh, craft some new policies
0: for the betterment of the economy those are, those are some great initiatives, Iskander. Um, to see uh, mycc tackling these uh, increasingly common issues that a number of uh, other competition authorities across the world, um, as we have noticed, are uh, faced with. And um, you know the the findings that come out of these studies are always always make for an interesting read. Simply because they tend to um, have a, a large number of, a number of uh, similarities across jurisdictions, but there are also key differences that. Um, are peculiar to the market conditions in the uh, countries, in, in country, condi- or because of in-country conditions, so, so to say. Um, that in, in itself makes for interesting reading because then it, it also provides us um, you know, practitioners when we are advising or working with clients to provide them with more insight into how um, these markets are viewed and it also then goes a long way in you know, ensuring compliance. But even more than that, I think um, you hit the nail on the head when you said that um, by carrying out these market review exercises, the findings then enable MyCC to work with you know, ministries or government agencies to then uh, influence the thinking on policy making and can go a long way in making the economy a lot more competitive and a lot more dynamic. So that's always uh, a positive thing. Thing to be doing, um, but more more importantly, I think um, it is. It's great that MyCC is looking into you know uh, e-commerce issues, digital platforms, because as you mentioned, this is something that's clearly on the rise. And given COVID nineteen, the number of people or users who have embarked or who have got onto you know the entire practice of online shopping and doing um you know satisfying much of their uh, shopping needs online um even with subscriptions to as you mentioned you know streaming services and music services uh, all of these tend to have increased in an exponential way it's a trend we've uh, noticed across uh, the region across countries and It is something that will, of course, you know, raise issues on both sides of uh, the the business. So for for example, on on both sides of the platform, whether it's the users, whether it's the business or service provider, um, but also businesses that do not have an online presence will have to think about how they can renew themselves and how to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. And then lastly, um, enforcement agencies like yourself, competition authorities will have to consider ways in which uh, these markets operate when looking into policy issues for competition and also legislative issues and enforcement issues. So it makes for you know, an interesting time in terms of how we deal with all these developments. Uh, so that's that's very good. We look forward to you know, seeing the outcome of all these studies, especially the ones uh, to be conducted on logistics, uh, on port services and also car warranties. Um, all, all I will say is that, uh, continue to aim high because I think this has clearly borne fruit for myCC and it's it's, it's been uh, great to see the developments that uh, myCC has uh, or the, the great strides that myCC has made um, over the, the past few years. Uh, so thank you for that um, sharing all of that with us. Uh, we, we're glad to have had you on board and to have your very candid sharing on the um, to the various questions that we have asked. For our listeners, thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Baker McKenzie's In The Know podcast series. We look forward to having you join us again when we next speak to another ASEAN competition regulator. Thank you and have a good day.